Excellent, excellent. One of these days we're going to get her a full-size guitar. <laughs> Man, that was really good. I enjoyed that. All right. Well, it is Christmas. Uh, are you all awake? Are you happy? You want me to tell you a Christmas story? Well, I'm going to tell you the biblical Christmas story in a second, but then I'm, but before that I'm going to tell you the Bob Hooker Christmas story. The, uh, I have always been somewhat unique at the things that I, I do with my children. What are you laughing about back there? You just like the somewhat unique, right? Yeah, thank you. Shut up. All right. The, uh, uh, and, and, you know, different people have different philosophies, different things, and, uh, and, but uh, when my girls, uh, oh, I don't know, probably the oldest one was about 12, maybe 13, something like that. Uh, I decided to mess with their minds a little bit. And uh, so we were, at, we were at Papa Nana's. Matter of fact, we were going to have Christmas Eve there and Christmas night there and wake up that morning. And so, um, as I said, I just wanted to kind of mess with them. So Joe Beth and I, what we did was I went and recorded my voice on a little tape player. And so I... Um, I recorded my voice saying things to the girls that I knew that they would say if they got awakened in the night and because uh, they would come running to our door and they would start. And so I made responses that Joe Beth was going to play on the tape recorder. Oh, Joe Beth's looking at me like, don't tell this story, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, don't tell this story. Yeah. Okay, so tonight you can come back. <laughs> Suddenly realize why. Okay, Amen. Y'all missed out. You missed out on a great story. Come to me privately for five dollars. I'll tell you the story. Uh, so I can't do that one this morning, can I, Joe? I can't. No, that's why I have my wife here. She has to keep me under control. Uh, yes, there's a reason I'll explain that tonight. So, uh, Luke chapter 2, look at Luke chapter 2, it's, it's Christmas Day, it's fitting that we will, uh, <laughs> I can't get that story out of my mind now, <clears throat> it's fitting that we would uh, talk about the, 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 the best passage, the greatest chapter in the Bible about the birth of Christ, 
And so I'm going to read uh, about 20 verses, but I, I want you just to listen with me as I, as I read this. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 says, It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea and the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all things, all these things, and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, I ask you, please fill me with your spirit, your power. Lord, it's been an incredibly busy time, and Lord, I, I honestly, the rest of the day will be very, very busy for so many. But Father, I pray right now that, that I, as I yield myself to Thee, that You would fill me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, and Lord, that You would clar uh, give clarity to my mind, and that You would give strength to my body, and Lord, that You would guide me, and Spirit of God, I yield myself to Thee, and I ask You, please, please make a difference in someone's life today. Lord, I don't want to go through a ritual or go through a formality of showing it up at church. It's, that's not what it's all about. It's every time we gather together, somehow we should become closer to you. and We learn, learn more about you. And, and Lord, that you would guide us, and, and especially today, that you would do that, please. We ask all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, this is a very, very important day, and, and I... And I commend you for being here today for the, for the service, and, and it is my goal that we'll, we'll get out of here a little earlier. I think I can tell this one, and, and, and I'll survive it, all right, Joe Beth? The, the, uh, uh, 
when Brooke was about three years old, probably maybe, maybe two and a half, I'm not sure exactly, uh, we were at my mom and dad's house, and they, they had uh, a chimney, and we were getting all ready for Christmas. So I had Jobeth take her up to the chimney. Of course, there was uh, in, into the fireplace. Of course, there was no fire in the fireplace because in Memphis, it's 65 degrees on Christmas. And so I took her up to the fireplace. Well, I climbed up on the roof, and then I climbed up on top of the chimney, and I stuck my mouth down on it, and I started going, ho, ho, ho. And Joe Beth said that Brooke tried to crawl up the fireplace. And that all went great. I thought, oh, man, I'm so slick. I'm so funny. I'm so good. And I came down. I jumped off the roof, came in the house. And I thought, isn't that cool? Nobody knew I was going to do that. They all looked at me like, you're the biggest idiot in the world. Because I had a big black ring all around my face. (laughs) It was great. All right, now, the... um, there's a couple of very important verses in, in this passage we're going to take a look at, but, you know, this day is a wonderful day. I mean, of course, it's not actually the day, the, the birth date, as you know, I was born July 23rd, uh, and, and we know that was July 23rd because it's on my birth certificate, and we, you know, I, I've, I've been told my whole life it was July 23rd, and it is written down on all, all my documentation, and and so I know that that's the day that I was born. We don't know, and, and probably, really, if you're going to say it out, probably was not born on, on uh, December the 25th. But it, but it is a day to celebrate. There's people in this room right here, you know you're on your way to heaven because you were born again. But if I asked you for the exact date that you were born again, you'd probably struggle or maybe look at me and say, you know what, I'm, I think it was such and such month. I'm almost positive it was this year, but I don't know what day it was. Is anybody like that? Anybody where you just don't remember the exact day because it wasn't written down? The truth is, for many, many years, I, I would say that, and I still do because it's such a part of my being, I'll say this. I was, I was uh, I saved on November the 8th, 1975. Uh, that was implanted in my mind, November the 8th, 1975, until about uh, Oh, probably 15 years ago, I was at my house, maybe longer than that, maybe 20 years ago, at my mom and dad's house, and, and there in a drawer, I found a little Gideon's Bible, and there in the back of that Gideon's Bible, I had signed it. That was the little green Gideon's Bible that I, I had in my room when I trusted Christ as my Savior, and I signed it, and I dated November the 6th, 1975. Yeah, I still say November the 8th because November the 6th just won't come out. Uh, but, you know, the fact is, is that it's very, imp- look, the most important thing is not the specific date. The most important thing is that there is a date. And so and that's the day of, of Jesus' birth that we celebrate today. And, and I, wanna, I want to uh, thank you for being faithful to the Lord to come to church today. Much like the shepherds, I want you to think about this passage much like the shepherds were, they had this incredible responsibility. They had a lot of things going on. They uh, probably in the fields, they were with relatives. And, and probably in the field, they may be close to home where they were shepherding. Their, and they, they, <clears throat> they saw this star and they heard these angels. You know what they did? They left everything. They left everything to come and worship him. And again, I want to I praise you because in really that's what the statement that everybody that's in this room today has made. Uh, we came to worship the Savior because he was born. 
We made the effort. We got up. We came in. That's what the shepherds did. We today, we leave family and responsibility to come worship the Christ child, the Savior. And it's much like what they did, much like. Uh, the, verse 14 says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. It's one of the verses that I want to talk about. These shepherds, first of all, we see them who, who they are our example of, of coming to church on a Christmas Sunday. And so we see them as they depart, as they hear about the Christ child, and they come to see him. They come to worship him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then the scripture says in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So the angels are making this statement, this proclamation. And as I was reading this, I started thinking about what, what were they really saying? You know, we look at this and we quote at this time of year because we want, we want uh, there to be peace on earth. And that's what it says, on earth, peace, and goodwill toward men. And we, you know, we think, okay, at Christmas time, uh, surely everybody can treat each other a little better at Christmas time. And you'll hear stories that, uh, of in wartime how, how they would have a truce and how two fighting armies would celebrate Christmas together. And, and I could go into, you know, it's actually there's several of those types of stories. And they're true stories where men laid down their guns, men laid down their weapons, men sang the Christmas songs together, and men uh, celebrated the birth of Christ. Instead of fighting. But as I read this, I really don't think this is what was being said, the proclamation that was being made. You see, I believe the angels are saying to us, peace has come to earth. Peace. You see, the Savior had come and the angels sang glory to God in the highest. And so uh, God had come. Glory to God. They weren't saying glory to God in the highest. They were saying glory to God. Glory to the, because the Christ child is Emmanuel, God with us. They were glorifying God because he was there in the flesh of man. They were singing to the child. They sang, uh, uh, and on earth, peace, on earth. He said, look at Isaiah, don't look at it, but Isaiah 9, chapter 6, I mean, chapter 9, verses 6 through 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name. Listen to the name of this child. Listen to the name who we call Jesus Christ. The name of this child is also called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. The everlasting father, now listen to this, the prince of peace. The prince of peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Listen, when they were saying, look, here is glory to God in the highest, peace has come to earth. The prince of peace, peace uh, that, that will bring peace to all mankind. And you say, we have no peace on this earth. Every man that knows Jesus Christ as Savior has peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. He brought peace. He is peace. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. 
You see, the Prince of Peace brought himself. He brought goodwill to men. He brought to us his goodwill. God sent his son. It was his goodwill. God brought us salvation and peace. It was his goodwill. Goodwill came to us through the Christ child. Peace like no, no one could ever imagine had come to earth. Peace that only can come through faith in Christ had come to earth and it was here on earth. We, what I'm trying to say today is that, look, I, don't get sidetracked. The, the tree, as I talk to the young people, it has a meaning. The presence we give, uh, that we just simply give presence because that's the, for two reasons. One, Jesus is the gift to us, is the gift of eternal life. Also, those that came to worship him initially, they brought presents to him. There's so many things that if we will realize what they really mean, can help us always go back to realizing who he is, who he was, why he came, and that we should rejoice. Glory to God in the highest, a child is born. His name is Jesus. And folks, we can get so sidetracked at this time of the year, so sidetracked in everything else that goes on. Last night we were, we were with family and, and Freddie is just, uh, and keep praying for him. He's, he's, he's making some, some incredible improvements. He really is. And, 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 and I'm just hoping and praying that, that God will give him his voice back. But you know, just to, to see him and everything that he responds to and he tries to write it down. And we, were able, we, we bought him something last night uh, called a text-to-speak. And so he can type out words and, and through a speaker, it'll speak out those words to us. And, and we don't know. I mean, it's in the Lord's hands whether he'll ever be able to uh, vocalize again. He's making some sounds and, and he's able to swallow a little bit last night. He... He, uh, he got to swallow a little bit of his chocolate pie, amen. Uh, and it took him, I don't know how long to eat very much of it, but he enjoyed that little bit of chocolate pudding pie kind of thing. And, but as we were going through, Freddie wrote a note to me and handed it to me. And he just said, Robert, lead us in prayer presence being given and things going on and all the excitement and he said lead us in prayer you know when he's he's struggling to even be able to speak but as soon as he wrote that I thought you know it, it, it's a shame but boy sometimes we have to go through incredible hardship to really get focused on what we ought to be focused on and with everything going on his heart still was, was saying, let's remember why we're here. Let's remember why we're doing this. We so often quote this verse at Christmas as a motivation of how we treat each other, but I believe that we might live in peace is a wonderful thing. That we might have goodwill toward man is a wonderful thing, but the reality is that the verse is teaching us and telling us that peace and goodwill has come in the form of a child. A child that's going to live for 33 and a half years and suffer and die. 
This peace and good will f- could flow through, through us, but it, it came to us when the babe was in a manger, and now we have the opportunity as Christ is in us and lives in us and the Spirit of God in us to, to, to let the, the life of Christ come through us, to challenge us. And, and the example is found in verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told them concerning the child. And all that uh, they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And and here these shepherds come and the scripture tells us that not only did they leave everything to come to Jesus, now they've They've left everything because, uh, you know, they left, their, again, they left their family and they left all the, the, the responsibility. They left everything to shut everything down, kind of like we still do in America. Uh, at least today, a lot of places are closed, amen? And, and, and I wish everything was so everybody could be, be at home, but they shut everything down and they came to worship the Christ child. But watch this. Once, once they worshiped the Christ child, once they saw the Savior, once they experienced the peace that had come, it didn't stop there. They didn't say, okay, I'm fat and sassy and full. I'm going home. It says they went abroad and told what they'd seen and heard. They went and told what they'd seen and heard. Do you want to give a present to Jesus? You know, sometimes people say, let's get a present. And most of the time when we talk about giving a present to Jesus, it's we pass an offering plate so we can get some more money for the church. But you know, the greatest present that you could give to Jesus, the greatest thing that you could give to Jesus, it was not the, the, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh that came to Jesus. That wasn't the greatest gift. The greatest gift was some shepherds who went and told others that had not seen what they saw. They went and told some others that had not heard what they heard. Folks, if we really wanted to live for Christ and appreciate Jesus Christ and and really do the example that has been set for us, then we go out of here even today and tell somebody else about Jesus. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight when we have our candlelight service, but to me, in this little passage, we, the Christmas story, we read, and, and so often we see portions and, and just kind of, exclude the other, but, but it, it's vitally important that we see that Jesus was born. It was vitally important that, and, and that we know that they went to the, 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 the location that was prophesied that Christ would be born. And so the, they go, and, and, and they, the child is born, and, and, and the, uh, the uh, wise men they come to, to see him, and they bring uh, gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, and we, we see these things, but such an incredible part of this story is that the shepherds left all and they saw all, and they went and told all. And it's so important. 
When the shepherds found peace and goodwill in the Christ child, they spread the word abroad. Will we of Calvary truly believe and live as the simple shepherds believed and lived 2,000 years ago? And folks, it's so much easier for us. You don't even have to walk out your door anymore. You can just text somebody. The shepherds couldn't text anybody. That's because texting didn't come in until they were after 50, so they could not understand how to do it. No, the real problem was was that there was just no service out in the field where they were. Now, it's easy. Man, we got so many ways that we can contact people. I've almost forgotten how to write because you don't do it anymore. They even have e-signatures. All I got to do is punch a button and it signs incredible. I bought a house and I don't don't even sign anything. It's insane. We can contact people. We can write people. You can write some relative, some friend that lives on the other side of the world and you can tell them about Jesus today. And watch this. It's so good. You don't even have to be there for their response. You know, you go tell some family at your house today, and they may look at you and like, what are you talking about, man? You can write somebody else. If you're worried about how they're going to react, just don't read it. That's supposed to be humorous, but anyway. Just. I'm thrilled that everybody's here today. You came You journeyed, you left family, you left friends, you left everybody, and you journeyed to this place. But let's fulfill the story. Is there somebody you could tell about Jesus today? Is it? Is there somebody you could tell about Jesus? How about us adults? Is there somebody that we could tell about Jesus? Because that's what they did. They went and they spread it abroad. You know, before they even made it back home, they ran out abroad. They went all over and told everybody about it. And then the scripture's going to tell us, then, then finally they end up going back home. They left all, and in peace and goodwill, they spread the word of the Christ child and of his peace. And here's what's amazing. All that heard it wondered. Wondered. And the truth is, today it's almost that way. I think if we went out of here today and just everybody that had an opportunity to see somebody, and I say today, today, tomorrow, between now and next Sunday, if somehow we spread it around Memphis, there would be a, Memphis could be a city of wonder. People wondering, is that really what Christmas is all about? Is that really what Christmas is all about?
Now, there may have been one or two that showed up today to get presents. But I think we got a whole lot of good young people that you probably got somebody you could tell to. You do what? You know what he said? Hold on. I came to learn about God. Did we? Wow. That's not convicting. Well, I made you a promise. I was going to get you out before 12. We're going to get out before 12. It's going to take us a few minutes because... We have some very sweet young people that got to get some presents. Before we do, we're going to have an invitation.